welcome to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way to deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm here with just Julia today. We have a weird little half episode. Um, Julia and I will be doing OC and intro, and then Alex and I will be wrapping up the pod. So Julia, let's hear that tagline. I L-O-V-E love like Ashley Simpson. I also lip sync like her. That was the weirdest, the weirdest thing that I've seen on Bravo. I'm just going to say it. It was bizarre. It didn't fit anything that they've done before. No, the whole, uh, well, after you get your tagline, we can get right into it. But yeah, let's do, let's save it. Okay. Yeah, save Julia, it. put a pin in it. <laughs> All right. My tagline is a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do and get herself on season two. Oh, that's for both Noella and Heather who knew what they had to do to get themselves on next season. I'm not worried about Noella, but I don't know. I'm like, Heather's going to make it, but she's not really doing very much other than being... You know who's going to really have a hard time? Dr. Jen. Especially since... Well, okay, we got to stop ourselves. Okay. All right, OC. OC! All right, OC. Julia, for thinking that we didn't have anything to say, we clearly have many things to say about this, this episode. This was the most chaotic episode of any television show I've ever seen. There were flashbacks. There were flash forwards. There was a band that got assembled in the last 10 minutes of a series. They came up with their name. They came up with their characters. They recorded everything. So we got to hear how they truly sounded. And then they performed via lip sync to how auto-tune sounds for their husbands and two friends yes after shannon made them all ribs yeah it kind of sounded like a theme party i would come up with (laughs) sadly you know what i would give it a pass if we were like mid-pandemic but they could go somewhere they didn't do this with last season oh my gosh elizabeth that's so true this is a pandemic party maybe shannon had it in her back pocket and couldn't do it last year I don't know. It was weird. And then Gina, I was holding her hand all season thinking, Gina, we need you. Gina really, yeah, she really lost me. It was just too much. The offering that she gave to the Tommy knockers. Those are people who died in a mine. Like, that's really sad. I feel like that's kind of a bizarre thing to do. And then to go leave them champagne, oranges, diet coke, and cold pressed juices. Don't worry, some and un- a Hershey bar. Some unpaid intern picked that right. No, up. the cameraman picked it up on his way out. And he know where he didn't go after that. He took his basket and did not go to Heather's house because that was another chaotic thing. So Julia and I are watching it, and I make a joke. Oh, this was filmed on an iPhone because Heather getting ready for the end of. The season party. Oh, her Posh Spice look? Yeah, it's like on a shaky cam and the lighting's really weird. And then in the background of their oven, what do I see? A man holding an iPhone. Why was that scene filmed on a phone? And why did we need to see it? It was just her getting ogled by Terry. And this episode had too much footage to where we were getting bounced around like a basketball from thing to thing to thing. But all the things we were seeing were like... It was all like the D-list footage, but all of it. Oh was. my gosh, it was like unseen footage. Mm-hmm. Final episode, but instead we finished up a group trip, had a fun in-store fight that made no sense because Gina was involved, and then had a a making of the band series taking place in ten minutes. It was 
bizarre to say the least. I think that Heather not hosting the end party because she hosted the first party uh-huh. and then, no one ate and nobody right. ate and they made a little joke about that maybe we're not sure what that sushi joke was and oh and the in the ending credits yeah you thought it was a I, joke that nobody got fed right right and when I, they say and heather threw a big graduation and no sushi was served and i took that as the mom being like and no sushi i don't like sushi okay. but honestly you could go either way so she threw the first party she clearly thinks of herself as queen bee and then we see her looking very pissy at who's throwing it shannon her nemesis but then she makes this big declaration about how she's so excited that she and Shannon hung out this year after so many years. You know, they Season only two, baby. She's got to get away. They on there. only hang out when it's a paid for friendship. Clearly, yeah. I think everybody will be asked back. But this is my problem with like shows like Beverly Hills. Is if you're gonna keep the same cast at the same dynamic, we gotta mix up some alliances. I want Heather and Gina to get in a huge fight, just like I need Rena and Kyle to get in a fight. Mm-hmm. You can't. I can't watch the popular girls pick on the underdogs again. It's just not fun. So that's what I would want to see from OC next season. Mm-hmm. What about you, Julia? I kept saying Gina was necessary this whole season. She lost me. I could see Gina go. Whoa, really? Yeah, really. I mean, she was just kind of a pawn for Emily, and if she- I, l- I would like Emily to stay. Emily can stay. No, Emily's doing. Are you kidding? Emily's doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Though. If Gina pushed back on Emily, like if Gina realized Emily set me up for the whole Shannon's jealous of you thing, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, Gina can stay. But she just like fed right into all of it. Mm-hmm. Also, I think Heather got the ick from Gina when she was like yelling in that store oh yeah that did not follow heather's emily post of how heather conducts herself except when heather does conduct herself that way in which she gives herself a pass well we didn't see that julia (laughs) she doesn't think we only have two episodes of the reunion thank goodness yeah i don't need four parts ever no one or two max yes squeeze them in sound bites all right julia final thoughts the shannon bear may have been the best part of this whole season and so anyway congrats shannon bear i love you i love that shannon acknowledged her bear self every time she walked past yeah she she did it for us and then she did it for the group (laughs) you know if you make a great joke and only one person hears say it louder yeah exactly all right julia thank you so much for joining me anytime and now we have uh me and alex are gonna cover new jersey and summer house i guess anytime except for when alex is here yeah except for (laughs) this time all right i'm here with alex for new jersey this is the most stereotypical new jersey episode i think we've seen at least us personally of the pod insofar as like you watch Teresa have another montage of her house and leaving the house and then you have a Teresa eruption of anger at someone that feels completely unwarranted yeah exactly Uh, those are two staples of the show that I've grown to love (laughs) yeah me too okay Teresa's dumb can we agree on that she's dumb to the point that we're like when she's driving her kid around I'm like how is she doing this you know? <laughs> yeah, how did she manage to get a driver's license? She's, and it comes yeah. to like, so when she's arguing with Margaret about, you know, Margaret's saying what the hell is up with Louie and not even really though, like Teresa is going after Margaret so hard for what she thinks Margaret is implying. 
Teresa at one point says Mm -hmm. that Margaret's the one who spread the story to all the blogs. She contacted the exes. You think that, like, Margaret's a busybody, but nobody has enough time to be that busy. But you know what's actually happening. It's not, it's, you're right, it's not Margaret. It's the most Machiavellian member of the cast, I've said it before, Joe Bidnigno. If there is someone doing it, I think it's Joey B. And I think Marge doesn't even know about it. That's how sneaky he is. Oh my gosh. Okay, I love that conspiracy theory. Louis's ex, the one who dressed in her wedding dress and ran across the United States to like raise awareness for domestic violence, that was written up in newspapers. This isn't a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like He's under the public eye now, but he was like a piece of shit before then. I know. It's not like Marge is like having to go out of her way to like remind his exes of these things. It's, no. It's the simple fact of... This abusive ex of theirs is now giving a, given a platform to try to sell himself as, like, this nice, good guy. And, of course, mm-hmm. that would, like, trigger them and make them want to, like, expose him for being awful. And it makes you think, like, does Teresa believe it herself? Like, does she really think that Margaret is the one writing all these Reddit posts? Or is she just so desperate to stay in her delusion that she'll just say anything it's the latter you think so she's just like protecting herself and but yeah i think she thinks she's building like a credible case against margaret and by doing that it's like distracting from the truth of everything because she's not saying he didn't abuse his exes she's just saying that margaret leaked this information yeah i I know what i was thought about for the first time sorry this just like speaking of louis being a piece of shit and rounding it back to them finally moving i was gonna fly to jersey and move them it's episode 11 we've been moving for 11 episodes (laughs) these girls Teresa's daughters are gonna have to live with louis like they lost their dad in the sense that he doesn't live in America anymore. And now they have to live with, like, living with a new man, like, your mom's new partner would be hard enough. And if that partner's purple and Louie, ew. Mm-hmm. And, like, the sun. I-, I don't know. The whole arrangement just feels really weird. And it feels like he's doing a lot of stuff that's, like, the sh- like the sure indicator that, like, it's not going to last forever. Like, riding, like, that... <laughs> Um, the saying that the, that Teresa's parents have, like engraving that in the concrete outside, that's just, you're going to have a fiery breakup when you do stuff like that. Yeah. And I wonder how long it's going to take to implode because I, but I don't think that Teresa is somebody who's like gonna double down on this relationship. Okay. This is like a total side tangent. All right, I knew this guy in college, and he and his girlfriend were just horrible for each other, and everybody said, you guys can't be together, you're horrible for her, she's horrible for you, and three years later, they had moved in, they had gotten engaged, and he told somebody that I was friends with, we both hate each other more than anything, but I don't want to break up because I don't want them to be right about us. Mm. Like, this person was clearly, like, not a great Mm -hmm. guy to begin with, but... Like, I don't think that Teresa would do that. I don't know. What do you think? Like, do you think she's going to hold... When this goes south, like, the time is ticking, how will Teresa react? She's going to um, 
cling very strongly to this relationship as long as she can until like she goes to prison which i think is what happened with her last relationship yeah he got deported and i think that's what ended it because i mean he called you her a cunt on tv he was horrible to her and she still like won't speak ill of my big question right now i guess i'd love to just have an unfiltered look at like their relationship that's like not on this show it's not just scenes of him being like here's another grand gesture i really want to know what's in it for him and maybe this is me being mean to Teresa. no i, really I totally get don't it don't know what he's doing i don't think he wants the fame no why would he want the exposure he's, con- he's confusing to me i can't figure him out this is the only thing that i can think of I don't think he necessarily wants the fame, but he's somebody who likes big things. These big male retreats where he films himself shirtless, apologizing to someone. Mm-hmm. The big script or sure thing that he writes for. So he's like a big gestures person. Mm-hmm. Nothing is bigger than being on reality TV. You know what I mean? Like, it's your life times a hundred. So this is like its own big thing. I don't think he necessarily wants the fame, but he wants the drama of producers coming up to him and putting mic packs on him and like amping him up before he goes in the house. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he wants that, the fame that comes with it. It's just weird to think that he wouldn't factor that into like that I, because he like a lot of things Teresa said, Teresa goes on and on about how like this is going to affect like his career. If they're just both delusional. Career and what, by the way? Vague businessman. <laughs> Which is what all these guys are on, on Jersey. <laughs> There's always making deals. Vague deals. They uh, work at the career job warehouse. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Even my, like, guess of what he's doing, I don't even think that's right. I just have no idea. And I am lost like you are. Like, I cannot figure him out. Oh, really fast. This is This is not... If you've been watching Jersey for a long time, this is not new news, but this is new news to me, and I'm sure it will be new news to you, Alex. Did you? Okay, which cast member do you think was a attorney and was disbarred by the state of New Jersey? Is it so? Is it like the last person I would expect? Mm, maybe I don't know. Maybe like third to last. It's not Teresa. That's what you're asking. Jen. Frank Senior. Oh, <laughs> wait, I think I did know that. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, that was like a plot point that he was disbarred yeah, and didn't yeah, yeah, tell yeah. Dolores. Yeah. I just learned, yeah, and I just learned that he was a lawyer and I can't picture that at all. So I, sorry to everybody who already knew that. This was just too amazing for me yeah. to not share. We got Hot Mike Marge. What did she order this episode, Alex? Did she order chicken? I don't know what she ordered. Yeah, she ordered chicken. <laughs> what was your hot like? It's when uh, they're going out for their first night in Nashville. It's She's off camera and you just hear her go, it's our first night out in Nashville. I love it. I can't stop narrating. I've told you I can't stop doing things in her voice. It really does move you along. It's like your own motivational speaker. Yeah, it's nice to just like uh, remind yourself of what you're doing. It, it really centers you. Marge is kind of like a human cartoon character, but she is the voice of reason on this show, and I don't she know what that says about this cast. She is also the queen of Jersey, and that's why Teresa threw a drink at her. We all know it. Ooh, ooh, speaking of throwing drinks, Summer House? Yeah. All right, Summer House. Uh, 
first of all, we didn't really get to see her, but holy shit, poor Mackenzie. Like, I know people hated her on Love Island, but this is the third episode of Carl just being like, yeah, I don't think that Mackenzie is like, I'm just not into her. It's the saddest to me when they cut back to him actually talking to Mackenzie, and he's like, I really want to see where this goes. <laughs> it's like the complete opposite of what he's telling everyone else. And she's like, your breath smells bad. <laughs> You're so I mean, stinky. You dress poor. We've heard more about him not liking Mackenzie than we saw him being around Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we needed this much breakup time. I mean, yeah. They're just trying to add a little flavor to Sanctimonious Carl, I guess. Because otherwise, he's just going on about how great he's doing. You need to throw something else in there every now and then. A little side note. I did not realize Amanda owns nothing of Loverboy. Like, owns no part of Loverboy. She's just an employee. She is lover boy, according to Sierra, though. I think she is. Like, their graphics, everything. If there was no Amanda, I don't think that it could keep going. So she needs to, she needs to demand a prenup so she makes sure she does get Yeah, the more they go over this, the more I think you and Julia are right about this being just, like, a storyline that they came up with for themselves that, like, they kind of have already figured out on the side. Because there's no way she's that oblivious to how this will help her. Yeah, and um, protect herself from the debt and make sure she gets what she's owed. Plus, they had that arrangement with her dad getting paid back. Like, I kind of bullshit. So, 10 points to Julia for figuring that out. Yeah. Speaking of figuring out, everybody came to the same conclusion that you and I came to about Andrea. The cast caught up to us. Mm-hmm. I love him, don't get me wrong, but... Mm-hmm. I love him, too. Well, he made the fatal error of... I thought that him crying at the dinner, like, the last episode, was, like, the perfect amount of sympathy. The amount that you could sympathize with him. Yep. He overdid it this time. Do you think he brought it up again because nobody was paying attention because um, the Danielle-Sierra uh, fight? That's a good point. I think maybe he didn't get the reaction he wanted from Paige. And that is why he brought it up again. I think he really wanted it to sink in with Paige because she didn't give, seem to give a shit at all when he like cried and like left the table, and then the whole Sierra drama happened. Yeah, because she was way more. She was just like, that. "Oh my god, do you miss your family?" That was his response the last time he brought it up and started crying. <laughs> okay, did you think I was surprised this didn't happen when they were at the winery and Andrea's bringing i have to stop myself from doing like a super mario accent every single time <laughs> when um his accent is just I want so much fun world yeah <laughs> peace in the world he, and little page be my life little penny page um <laughs> when he was saying i fell in love and my heart was broken i really thought i found somebody special he was totally setting it up so page thought that he was talking about her and then was like Meh. Haha, <laughs> it's Lexi. But nobody took that. I thought for sure that's where we were going, and nope. Mm-hmm. And also, the irony of it all is, I think he is talking about Paige. Not not little tiny Lexi? No, no. I think his tears um, from the previous dinner and him talking... I, well, because she just keeps bringing up how much she's in love with Craig. That's why he... Yeah. Like, he cried because she was there with him. They were talking about like what love meant to each other. That made him cry. He's so in love with Paige still. It's, it's, I, I'm sad to see my boy like this over Paige, the biggest hypocrite in Bravo, who I have fallen out of love with so dramatically over the course of this season. 
you and everybody else, people are saying that kind of like Craig needs Austin to make him look better. Paige needed Hannah, and now Paige is not looking Absolutely. so good. Everyone that is brought into Paige's bed orbit to um, mm-hmm. I know Maya have a negative effect on them. Maya, I love. Yeah. I love Maya, and she's, I don't know, she's being so weird towards Oliver. She doesn't have his number saved? Did I hear that right? Yeah, and, like, I get it. She's trying to protect herself, but this is kind (laughs) of how I felt about Carl being like, I don't know if I'm ready to date. But that's just, like, a weird thing. Yeah, Yeah. if you're not ready to date, if you're not ready to, like, save his number, don't date. When people try to make themselves... It bothers me when people try to make themselves the victim of the situation they have put themselves in. Like, Andrea, Mm. you don't get to feel bad for yourself because you doubled down and now have no person because you tried to play two people at once. Maya, I understand you Mm -hmm. feel sad that, or you feel like you don't know what you're doing and you don't know if you're in a relationship, but you're dating. So either date or don't. Like, there's no in-between. And, like, Carl and Mackenzie, especially because we know he's about to get with Lindsay, I'm trying to be a year sober. There's nothing magical that's going to happen after a year. If you want to set that time limit for yourself, that's great and adhere to it. But Mm -hmm. don't date somebody now and then say, I can't date you because there's a time limit on when I can date. Like, it's just, you're making up rules and then blaming them. (laughs) If anything, like, make, if if that's truly, like, where he's at, if anything, like, Mm -hmm. extend that time period. Don't just be like, all right, the year's up, now I'm good. Then, because clearly if you're thinking about it like that, then no, you probably need more time. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing magical is going to happen in a year. It's supposed to be you've done a year worth of growing and settling into your new lifestyle. So you fucking around Mm -hmm. between then and now, that's not actually growing. You know what's grinding my gears most of all? Oh, tell me, because I have something that's driving me nuts. Why can't they let Lindsay have a fun time? Why can't they just let her be enjoy her hot hub summer? She's nuts! Just let her do it. Who cares? Let her do it. They're all trying to make her feel bad and feel like there's something real. Because there is clearly stuff that happened that she's trying to, like, get past. And they just keep trying to bring it back up. Let her have fun. Let her have fun and, in the same vein... Sierra being mad at Lindsay for going after Austin. Okay, we've established that. Now Sierra's mad Mm -hmm. that Lindsay's going after other people besides Austin. Okay, Sierra, what do you want Lindsay to do? Mm Mm-hmm. She just hates her. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. That's the only motivating factor of it all. I think that, and I like that Lindsay, when she was, I get what they're saying. Like, hey, you're putting yourself so 110% into all these people is there something that why you're doing this but guess who has that conversation therapists not your this is not mm-hmm. the time or to do it i will say i love the way Lindsay. i mean she's clearly like so upset that they're all not letting her have fun but the way that she's reacting i love she's not like really going after anyone and really really getting mad at anyone and amanda when she like brought her over and they had like their little mm-hmm. um private talk Amanda said, aren't you upset you almost had a family? Which, like, if I was Lindsay and Amanda was, like, saying something that extreme to me and really what trying to get me to, like, open talking about? I, get, I thought she was talking about her, like, miscarriage, right? But nobody knows about that except for Danielle and Carl. Amanda must know. But because, like, uh, what else would she mean by that? I don't know. But, like, as far as we know, nobody knows about that. 
because people were all upset when there was like a plan B on her birthday cake. And people mm-hmm. were saying like, that's kind of insensitive. And people online were like, no, remember, nobody knows. Amanda must know. That's such a weird thing to say then. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's pretty insidious if she did know, but I don't think that's she That's what I took from did. it. I felt like it was a very like, just horrible thing to say. <laughs> and the fact that Lindsay responded to that, like calmly and like coolly, and like, look, I'm just trying to like have fun, like, and didn't, that's like, what makes me Amanda. think that Amanda did it. <laughs> yeah, that's what it makes me think that Amanda doesn't know is that Lindsay yeah. didn't rip her a new one. Any final thoughts, Alex? Uh, Daniel and Robert have a weird exchange where Danielle says, "Have you watched that stupid Christmas episode?" And Robert says, "No, I'm very far behind." What show do you think they're talking about? The Star Wars Christmas special. Final answer. <laughs> and Robert's really far behind on Star Wars. <laughs> like 40 I'm years behind. I'm almost at the Christmas episode. <laughs> My final thought is also about Robert. Robert got to experience Lindsay for the first time this weekend, and he is not handling it well. His reaction was so funny. <laughs> Especially because it's like, it sounds like a pretty like low-key Lindsay incident. And he's like, that's the craziest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. That was the worst 20 minutes of my life. And then later on when they're saying, Lindsay, like, you're acting like you're going to marry people that you've known for two days. What's going on? He's downing the little shots of wine. (laughs) Poor Robert. (laughs) All right, Alex, we ready for awards? Oh, yeah. All right. Awards. My... There she is. New Jersey Award, named after all the men in New Jersey who anytime somebody walks into a room, they go, there he is. There she is. Is for Lindsay this week of Summer House. Because I was like, why aren't people committing to Lindsay? Like, I know that she's like a little crazy, but how come she doesn't have a boyfriend? She's very pretty. And like, I don't think she's that much crazier than any of the other girls. Well, there she is. This week, when she got so mad at the guy she has known for four days for leaving the beach without telling her, she freaks out in the car for 20 minutes, calls him and yells at him. And then it's like, oh, miscommunication. His phone didn't work. And is totally fine the next day. Like, that dude is never going to talk to you again. So great. What a great reminder (laughs) of who Lindsay really is. (laughs) All right, Alex, your reward? Well, I'm going to... I love that award so much, I'm going to take it and rename it for this particular person. The There He Is Award <laughs> goes to Alex from Summer House. Because even though like I forget about him, there's just still some like weird quality to him that I'm like, I kind of miss like Alex, and I can't put my finger on why. And this episode... They're all talking, they're having their fun, like, drinking, like, oh, sexcapades game, where they're talking about, like, Mm -hmm. different sex acts they've done and whatever. And they ask Alex, has he been ever been caught jerking off by his parents? And he says, of course. (laughs) It's like, what do you mean, of course? He just, in his worldview, this is something that happens to everyone. This is something everyone goes through. The great, like, the shame of being caught by your parents. Of course, that happens to everyone. We all go through that. So just his like weird naivete when it comes to things like that is what I missed about him, I guess. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Otherwise, don't miss anything about him. I don't think we'll ever see him again, (laughs) but 
what a what a nice little ride. I'm sorry, I, we gotta wrap this up. But one more final thought on Summer House. Uh, I love that Danielle very sweetly on the bus ride said she was saving an- anal for marriage, like super sincerely, like very like, oh, I'm saving it for marriage. This yeah. cast is wacky. And Robert had a classic, like Jim Halpert look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> what a great show! I'm very sad that we're wrapping it up. Probably two episodes yeah, left, right? They got all these. They got all these house shows now. We got Winter House coming up. That's true. I don't have to be sad for long. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining me. Anytime. What does Julia say? I cannot. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah, there we go. I was like, I cannot tell you. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.